Hey everybody, welcome back to episode two of the Ginyu Farce, a Dragon Ball podcast. My name's Alex, I'm here again with John. Hey, what's up? And we have Connor. Connor, we're hoping Connor's going to be um, a regular member on this podcast as well. We missed him dearly in the first episode, um, so thanks for being here, Connor. Um, just a couple of things before we get started. I finally am I'm starting to figure out this how-to podcast thing, so um, we're now on like all of the places that you would listen to a podcast, mainly Apple and Stitcher and Spotify was the um, where we started, so we're there, and now we're on YouTube as well, so that's cool. Um, so we are, you can find us in all those places, um, and we have like a main like sort of hub page now it's on linktree so it's uh linktr.ee slash the gfp for the game farce podcast so there you can find our all the places you can listen and um instagram and also i put a google doc on there which shows sort of what episodes we're watching for what for what episode of the podcast so there's some uh there's some uh, some because there's some filler episodes that we're not going to cover. So just in case you're following along, you can see, oh, that for this um, for the third episode, they're not going to do these, you know, episodes because they're filler. So you can see that too. So. And then you can email us while you're mad about it. Yeah, you can email us at the podcast at gmail um, So let's see. So brief, briefly, for the first episode, we covered the uh, the Emperor Pilaf saga, um, which was kind of an interesting introduction, and it sort of, it doesn't feel, it kind of feels like we're watching a different show now, to be honest. Well, the, the I think what was great about it is that because the Emperor Pilaf saga is so short, they really show you what the core of the show like revolves around, which yeah. is the Dragon yeah. Balls. And then they get into, it's like, hey, also, we like to beat the shit out of each other. And also fighting. Also, yeah. You know. Yeah. It was definitely like an adventure, and we met all these cool characters. Goku, Bulma, Master Roshi. Turtle. Um, Turtle. Ox King. Chi-Chi. Yamcha. Puar. Oolong. Pilaf. We met a bunch of people. Um... So basically what happened was they they got they found all the Dragon Balls throughout the show. They got stolen. Um, Oolong got a pair of underwear as his wish. He stopped Emperor Pilaf from taking over the world. Goku and turned into a monkey. Goku turned into a big monkey and got his tail uh, cut off. smashed some stuff, lost his tail, and now they're separating ways. Goku's going to go train with Master Roshi. And intro into episode 14, which is where we meet Goku's best friend, Krillin. And that kind of kicks off the whole training saga. Um, uh, we get another horny bonk again. And this whole, this whole like, four-episode arc is just... Someone just needs a horny stick over toward Yeah, Nara. but comparatively, it's... I feel like it's toned down from the first arc. You know, I think it's toned down in... It, it kind of gets more into, like, it's, like, quantity over quality. 
Yeah, because like it was like real hardcore shit in the first yeah, yeah. Like, thirteen episodes. Now it's just it was like it, it rape. <laughs> it, it it took away from the show in a way. I feel like like when it was hap, when all the like bomb, when there was all the Balma jokes and everything, I was just like, can we please stop? But in this, I don't know. It's more just like, oh, Master Roshi is a dirty old man, like, and it's pretty much just him. We get a little long in there too, but um, I mean, now that they're separated, I think yeah, they kind of toned Oolong down a little bit. Now that Master Roshi's kind of come in, take yes. over Chief Horny Toad. Yes, yes. Um, um, by the way, I just wanted to mention that this arc um, in Japan aired in 1986, um, and in the U.S. aired in 2001. So I think the first arc aired in like I think we said like 1996 or something. So so this aired like five years later. Yeah, which um takes me into what I was talking about last week, where um he had a hell of a time getting this on American television. I mm -hmm. think it was, I think it was three times because I think the first time was the one that I sent a link out to both of you in our group chat, which was, um basically. That for a PLS saga put into a movie, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah, the Blood Ruby. The Blood like Ruby something. Is like, they're different. Like, they re like Goku's name is, like, Zero or something. Hmm. And then they came out with this first arc. And I don't think this first arc made it either. Or, or you know, they didn't maybe cancel it, but didn't stay on. Hmm. And then this was the time that it finally stuck. Yeah, because at, at this point, people are invested. Dragon Ball Z is, like, a thing, right? Like kids are watching it on Toonami um, at home. So it was more of a sure, it was a safe bet to air in, yeah. in 2001, much more than it was in 1996. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we're, uh, let's see, Goku is heading off for Master Roshi's place, right? Um, it was a cool Nimbus Cloud scene. Yeah. That, uh, I, Connor, I don't know if you remember it, but it was just like two minutes of Goku just basically doing just tricks on the yeah, 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 yeah. He's just yeah, like... It was so sick. And, and just knowing that all of that is, you know, hand-drawn, like, that would have been, yeah, yeah. you know, that was just fun for me. Yeah, he's like, just, it goes. he's, like, surfing uh, in the air. Yeah, so, like, like, cuts through, like, a mountain yeah, yeah, and a yeah. bunch of other crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, just being being cool, being a character yeah. guy. Being a know? little monkey dude. Like he does. And uh, we meet a little bald boy. Um... We don't, I don't think we know his name yet, but we just like see him like running, right? He's like running through the forest. Oh, well, yeah. And then, well, he runs by um, Bulma, Yamcha, and Poir and all that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was silly. And then when you finally hit entrance is from the boat. And then yes. Big, the big open armed, uh, like long front one and a half that lands him head first in the dirt. Yes, yes. Yes. Like a champion. So we have um, Goku landing on uh, the Turtle Island. Is that what they call it? Turtle Island? The Kami House. Kami House. And uh, Bulma, Yamcha, Oolong, and Poir on an airplane. And a little dino cap plane, and it crashes. And then we meet Krillin as well. So Krillin is um, introduced. And he doesn't really like Goku. He's like... I'm serious. I'm serious about martial arts. I'm like a monk. I 
have been training for a long time. And now who's this kid who's, you know, being a, yeah. And being a goofball, right? Like he's better than me and he's without even trying. Well, even before we get into the training, we have, we gotta bring up launch. Cause I, yeah. I enjoy, yeah, yeah. I mean, just right off the bat, you, they, they throw out some hard, some hard differences between Goku and Krillin. Krillin shows up with magazines. Mm-hmm. Some I don't know. I don't know if they're like I'm assuming Playboys, but yeah. But I but I also think that it's like swimwear too. Yeah, he shows up with like a what? like a maybe a Sports Illustrated swimsuit <laughs> issue and, uh, issue and a Victoria's Secret catalog. And but um, but anyway, so he already shows up with that. But then even then even more so, it's it's when um. He hops onto the Nimbus Cloud and can't ride the Nimbus Cloud. He can't ride it, yeah. And yeah. Um, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, Roshi will only train them if they essentially kidnap a woman for him to date. Yes, he needs a date. And he, he won't just train anyone. Yeah. Unless you can bring him a girl. Because so he can get another nosebleed. Right? So So then Goku fails twice. So he brings one uh we'll just call her uh homely yeah very yeah, yeah, homely yeah. lady i imagine her name's like olga or, or helga yeah um and so then she leaves and then he brings back a super hot mermaid yes and that doesn't work because i mean you know well roshi tries to make it work i forgot about yeah that. yeah yeah he can adapt yeah you know he's 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 malleable and then with krillin helping him we meet the best character who was never brought back. Yeah, we well, made a great character. Um, which brings me to a point that Goku like can't tell if someone is a male or female, which is kind of touched on in the first arc. But he like he's like talking to Krillin. And he's like, "How do you know?" Like he like breaks the the he breaks Helga over. And like he thinks it's he's like it's perfect. Look how strong she is. Master Roshi's gonna <laughs> love her. <laughs> and like, and it's just like he can't tell. Like maybe it's because he's like not human that he like. No, he just doesn't have that instinct. You know, he his you know his instinct is to fight. Yeah, but he yeah he and he took a pretty big hit on the head. So exactly. So he grew up as a recluse. He basically grew up alone. That's true. That's true. His grandpa. And then he murdered his grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. So he has, so he has, he has like no, um, no social skills whatsoever or like cultural bias. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't, he doesn't know like what beauty is, I guess, or like a lot of things. Well, I mean, we'll get into more of that when we get, yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just never been around it. And then even more than that, we, we see it so much more when we go, when we, get to the world martial arts tournament mm-hmm. so well i i mean i won't even get into that right now but we'll uh wait till we get there but um i fucking love launch man launch is a great character i man. love i love the saloon scene where she's introduced yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. everyone's like excuse me pretty you remind yeah. me of a girl i want to be yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like this motherfucker and yeah. like she just transforms and she's just 
Yeah, she she transforms and she's like, we have blue hair launch. She's like super like Sweet. timid, naive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. like that like typical like eighties style like Japanese housewife. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. cook clean. Yeah, do very you want. like happy to just like she's an angel, really. Yeah, that's... and then she sneezes, and whenever she sneezes, she changes form. So she switches between the blue form and blonde and blonde launch is what is blonde launch blonde, blonde launch is a criminal she um, is a criminal yes. she's a criminal who has an anger problem and and um i know that they bring her in because she, the she's already wanted before criminal mm, could yeah. even come across her for robbing banks and trains and I think the, the the saloon scene is the gang is after her, so she's she's already she's an outlaw. Her. She's a she's an outlaw. And so you kind of you kind of get introduction of the saloon scene, and then Krillin and Goku finally get introduced to her in the police scene. Yeah, because they're on uh, they're they're uh, exploring, and Krillin's on the cloud somehow. How, so how they they do touch on that later. I believe he's literally just hanging on to Goku. Because they, they make he's like he's like on his back, right? Yeah, he's like giving him he, a piggyback ride. Yeah, he makes he makes a a comment about it. He's like, I can't ride the Nimbus Cloud with like oh, something holding on to you or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So so even if you're on the cloud, even if you can't ride the cloud, you can ride the person who's riding the cloud. Yeah. Um but they hear a girl screaming for help and they investigate, and this is um this is Blue Launch, who is currently about to be arrested because Blonde Launch was on the run. She sneezed, turned into Blue Launch. She has no idea what's going on. Um, so Goku decides to help and just and just beats up some cops. Yeah, you know, casual, like, casual cop. He's a uh, he's very uh, uh, a cap. In, the, in this uh, arc, I hate this note. And Krillin is Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> Krillin is Blue Lives Matter because Krillin was like off to the side, and he was like, "I totally respect, respect everything I do, you guys. Yeah. I respect you guys." And then Goku's just like kicks him in the face. Like, well, again, Goku doesn't know what a police officer. Yeah, he doesn't. Is. He doesn't know what a cop is. Um, He's just like, "You're a bad person because you're her, you're harming this." This, yeah, this person. lady, and so that, that that is a rescue, and then we get launched back to Kame House, and and that's just that's just fun. It is fun. I I made a note that I really like the dynamic between Master Roshi and and Launch because Master Roshi like is like a perv, right? And yeah. So, He's like trying to like be a creep with launch, but then she'll like sneeze and then like just pull a submachine gun out of nowhere and and just like you know blast him. And so it's it's kind of a it's a good gag, I think. No, it's good, and you know it it's a good quid pro quo situation because you know as much as launch like likes the shoot up Roshi and all that shit. You know, she is on the run. She does stay. And, right. She doesn't it leave. Works, it works out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have we have our we have our main crew 
going right. forward in our training arc. You have Roshi, Launch, Krillin, and Goku. And Launch is going to train with Roshi, too. Yes. At first. And um, then they get the training outfit on, and it's... It's literally just lingerie. Yeah, right? it's just lingerie. And it's like, come on, man. Then she sneezes. That doesn't last very long, and so yeah, yeah. then we get to... That's where they, they do the test first, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, they do a... Uh, 100 meter? They do a... I think it was... Yeah, 100 meter sprint. Um, and Krillin does it in 8.8 seconds. And he feels good about that. Goku does 8 seconds. No, Goku does... Oh, he does worse. 10.6 the first time, and then... And then he gets some new shoes. And then he gets some new shoes. Krillin tries to call him out on that. He gets, a, he gets a new pair of Nikes, and then he does much better. Yeah. Um, and so he does 8, and then Master Roshi does 5.6. So he, like, smokes them. Yeah. Roshi smokes them without trying, and then that gives him something to work towards. Then we get to um, Master Roshi's training, which, you know, he does bring up, but all Master Roshi's training is, is just working yourself to death. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. much what it is, and pushing yourself past, like, what you think you can do. And, um, that starts with the stone. He draws a little thing on a stone, throws it out mm -hmm. over a cliff. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should be, I should say they move from Kame House over to a random island. Right, they go, they go to an island. Um, to train, but yeah, they Master Roshi does the stone a stone test where he just like puts a logo on a rock and throws it into the jungle, and they have like thirty minutes to get it, or they can't eat. And only only one person can eat, regardless. Yeah. So this is, and then Krillin is sort of like a bad you, guy. You almost think he's like a villain at this point because he's like, it's um. I don't want to say villain. It's basically he doesn't have any um, sense of character yet. He doesn't have he doesn't have a sense of pride in himself. He just wants to take the easy way out, and so it's fun during training to watch Master Roshi change that and change the way that he yeah. thinks and change you know in pretty well not pretty much change the complete path of his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you and I think Krillin's definitely smarter than Goku. Krillin. I think knows that he can't win this comp this competition, the, the stone contest. Like he knows Goku's gonna find it before he does. So he cheats essentially. Master Roshi catches him. Catches him for cheating. And then he and then Goku finds the stone. Krillin steals the stone and then wins. So they eat. Then Goku doesn't. Yes. But <laughs> but the meal is puffer fish, yeah. so they end up getting super sick. And that Roshi kind of wraps up sick. that episode, and then we kind of... <laughs> so then we start, we really start the training where they like have to deliver milk, right? So, And it's not, it's more, for comparison, it's usually delivered by helicopter on the island simply because of all the mountains and on the vast area they have to cover. Master Yoshi says, no, we'll do it. You know, mm -hmm. shrugging along our feet. Mm -hmm. um, so they do it by hand or on foot, I guess. On foot. And then, but they also have to like zigzag through the trees. 
zigzag through trees with the milk, and then, you know, it, in time... Oh, they all have to do it with uh, 50-pound turtle shells, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. I think after, like, the first day, they, they yeah. get the shells, right? Yeah, after the first day, they get the shells, and then towards the end of the training, he doubles the weight. But, yeah, their entire training is literally just delivering milk, plowing uh, fields with their hands. Yes. And construction work with no power tools. Yes. And, um, you know, I got, I got to wonder if uh, Master Roshi is collecting. Is he getting paid? He has to be because he has to be using that money to feed the bottomless pit that is Goku. Yeah. Because Goku is always hungry. And, and do you think that's just because, like, he's continuing to get stronger and stronger and stronger so fast yes, that his I mean, body just, like, requires a massive caloric intake? Well, there's a lot of factors. You're still growing. I mean, Goku, we come to find out, is 12. He's 12, yeah. So, still growing. He's a Saiyan who, are, who we find out later in Dragon Ball Z are known for their ability to eat large portions. And then on top of that, you're doing one of like the hardest training regimens in the entire world. So you're basically mm -hmm. tripling whatever your caloric intake would probably be anyways. Yeah. Just because you're going through so much of it. So, I mean, yeah. And one would assume that the, that the way that food metabolizes differently for them. And also we learn much, much later that Saiyans have a characteristic where once when they push their bodies like really, really hard, they like become way stronger from that. Right? Like so Goku's doing that like constantly. Mm -hmm. And so, that's a theme you see throughout the entirety of the show. And and then once you figure it out, then you know, you even have people doing it intentionally. Yep. Which yep. I always had a problem with that, but um and then we didn't mention it, but Goku does fall asleep in the same bed as Launch at some point, and then she wakes up and shoots him in the face with she a does. gun, to she which does. Goku responds with, ow, that's not very nice, and kicks her straight, straight in the face. Kicks her in the her face and, and then knocks her unconscious. Yeah. Pretty funny. Um, we also learned that this the training, like the milk training and the plowing of fields, is um, exactly what Grandpa Gohan and the Ox King did. Who were their Master Roshi's first pupils, right? So they did the same training, and that is very inspiring to Goku. Yeah, like, Goku really—he's is... like, my grandpa did this, like I can do it. He's always got a real hard on for his grandpa. He does, yes. Um, that kind of brings us to the main thing, which is the World Martial Arts Tournament. I'm not going to touch too much more on training because it's just kind of you know your typical montage. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of things that, you know, Master Roshi, I just want to say, I think he has good intentions, but some of his methods are kind of not cool, like, like where he ties them to a tree and, like, hits a beehive, and they just have to, like, dodge bees. That one was funny. Like, that's so rude, like... Aren't there other ways that you could do this? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a... What if they had a bee allergy and you didn't know? And then your bloodline's weak and you deserve to die. I doubt Master Roshi's carrying an EpiPen on him. I mean, this was, dude, remember, this was in the 80s. People didn't give a shit about that back then. Well, he, and he, he like, makes them swim across <coughs> the lake without telling them that they're sharks. And running from dinosaurs, that one's like, fun, too. Like, he's, like, 
swim across this lake and then they're like halfway through it and they're like oh there's sharks in this lake like he could very easily get them killed and i'm you know but i think he means well i think um so they're wearing the shells and then they're 50 pounds they eventually go up to 100 so they're doing all this training with 100 pounds of weight on them all day um and at this time you learn about this little thing called the world martial arts tournament which takes place i think is it every five years yeah yeah it eventually has changed but <clears throat> but yeah it's every five years i just i just think this is great so i'm just gonna read verbatim what you wrote for 18. okay uh this is his summary of 18 i think it's hilarious seeing others trained is a good job of raising the stakes tilling barehanded i can't even imagine launch still funny no child labor laws on this island. Master Oshi is a bit of a douche. Bees? Question mark. So that was a pretty funny summary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No child labor laws on this island. Again, it's the eighties. Right. It, well, it, exactly. It's the it, well. It's not the eighties in this universe. Yeah. You would think. I don't know. There's clearly OSHA there's, doesn't exist in this. There's plenty of kids working out. There's no o OSHA in this island. Um. The tournament basically boils down to it's it's every five years. Every five years, Master Roshi does explicitly say they're not going to enter to win. Right, they're just entering to learn. That that gets brought up multiple times throughout the throughout the arc. It's not about winning. It's about um, it's about trying. Training. And it's about seeing that you're not the strongest person yeah. in the world. And Matsuroshi specifically says this is the next step in your training. And then, uh, like you, like I, like you said that I said, um, it does show everyone else training. Um, Yamcha specifically, and I know I put this in the group chat, but I hate when they like bring they like kind of come full circle and they're bringing everyone back in and they see yamsha and yasha's like he does his wolf bang fist oh yeah it's and like in a forest this, and he's got this stupid fucking porn stash and this yeah, stupid yeah. goatee and he's like it's been about a month since i've been i've been out here and sure i'm strong yeah but maybe i should return i'm like why the fuck are you talking like that yasha irritates me yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I think is good. You'll like, have to make this up to me, Amcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we end up. Yeah, there's a bunch of people training for this tournament. Um, Goku and Krillin go to the tournament. Yamcha's also there, so the gang is sort of reunited. And that's also where what we talked about earlier comes into play, which is um, Goku not understanding. Like anything, as they're flying in, they have the what like they see the lights from the city. Oh yeah, look yeah, at yeah. all those stars on the ground. And like those are crowns. Like those are lights, you caveman or something. Yeah, yeah. And then it continues even more when someone hands Goku a microphone in the tournament, and he's like, "Is this for me?" And he thinks it's food. Oh so yeah, yeah. Just reinforce. He doesn't that. understand technology. Yeah, at all. At all. At all. So uh, we get to the city, and the tournament is about to start. And so that sort of concludes um, like the first half of the saga. So the first half is like 
getting ready for the tournament, and then the second half is the tournament, the tournament itself. Um, they all fly. Oh, um, launch in her endless grab bag of tri- tricks ha- has the ability to make an entire three piece suit, including a top hat. Oh yeah, she's a mess. She, yeah, she just she just throws that together, mm-hmm. and uh, good. It looks like good stitch quality on the hat. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, she's a seamstress. Um, and then the other thing is they fly to Papaya Island, and we're just gonna toss it out there for anyone who hasn't seen the show. Toriyama is super into like vegetables and uh, music, okay, musical yeah. instruments yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you'll see a lot of that. A lot of vegetable names. Yeah, a lot yeah. of vegetable names, like Vegeta. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that has a significance to it. There's a bunch of them in there. I think there's someone named Turnip at some point. Back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I just want to say, just to touch back on that Yamcha reintroduction forest scene, he is still missing a tooth, which just killed me. Like, that, but he, like, he, like, does some little smirk thing, and, like, you can see that. He yes, when he says, then sure, strong. He has a tooth missing, and I just thought that was so funny that they like keep like the continuity. Like I just love it. Yeah, no, they just got it. They got to keep kicking on. Sure, he's still missing a tooth. So, um, we get there. The gang has a little, you know, reunion. They sign up. Next day, Master Oshi sends them off. We finally see that. That ghee, that orange ghee that stays with oh, us yeah, through yeah. the whole show. They which get their, is awesome. their trademark outfits. Yeah, yep, that trademark uh, turtle hermit. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, you kind of get to the elimination. I think there was 130-something people entering like into the World Martial Arts Tournament, and then they do one-minute elimination matches. Yeah, so the tournament is, um, for the public, is eight people. So it's eight people, the top eight in the whole world compete. But before that, anybody who enters has to compete in an elimination round. And I believe it's and and uh, it's also open open like entry. Anyone is is allowed to enter. You do see a little bit of um, pushback from the uh, whoever officiator is like sign up person who's like these two want to enter to the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. So just didn't make a note of that. It's funny because they're like so small. Yeah, and some of these guys in the elimination round are just like huge massive like or animals yeah like strong men like yeah spent their did their training like just pulling like trucks yeah you know like those strong man and then that and then on that note that makes a big impact on krillin because krillin has a little mini freak out moment and almost wants to bitch out and then we get a little backstory on krillin from that too which is uh he the reason that he went to master roshi is because he looks like he was kind of driven out of his own martial arts school the temple the temple or in temple or in temple yeah he was he was bullied we find out yeah we get a little character development yeah he was bullied and then left and then we see the bullies and find out that the bully is krillin's first yes opponent and then also goku says to krillin before even that that they probably shouldn't use their full strength right because goku's first match he touches this like huge guy. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and just he just gives him a little love tap. Yeah, like I mean, just a little finger tap, with, and he pushes him out of the ring. Yeah, yeah. But so, when Goku finds out that Krillin's first opponent is a bully, he says, "Ah, don't worry." He's about like, it. "Go for it, go for it." And he like, he like 
I think he kicks him. He yeah, he kicks him and kicks him through the wall. Yeah, he goes outside so that also <laughs> flies past the rest of the gang. Yeah, Bulma's like walking down the down the sidewalk and like this guy just. Well, Bulma is also trying him. to find a way to watch the preliminaries. Yeah, and so it kind of solves that problem by giving her a way to watch too. Yeah. Um, oh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about. Before, before the hole is made, when Oolong gets a horny bonk, it's oh, yeah. at least two horny bonks, where for uh, looking at the Bulma's skirt, and then when she falls, trying to step in as a hero, when like every dude is stopping again to look at a sixteen-year-old's underwear. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. Yeah, because she falls, and like a crowd just gathers. I'm like, <laughs> what? What? Like, there's like thirty it was like people. Thirty seconds too, and like, and then Oolong just like it's like boom, like twelve dudes and a dog. Yeah, it was. I didn't like it, but anyway, two horny bogs. Um. So yeah. So then, we kind of you know once we see that, then it kind of you see the three the three of them Yamcha, Goku, and Krillin. Yep. Kind of all start to breeze through there. Yeah, they all they all make it. And right. then they then they vaguely point they very briefly show Jackie Chun mm-hmm. and a couple other people. And they announce the prize amount, which yep. is five hundred thousand zenny. Yes. Which I assume is a lot. We don't I don't really know okay. how much I it's added I actually added to the notes last night. Let me find it real quick. So all right, 500,000 zenny. I found a Reddit post, I, and there's two there's two tangible options here. A lot of people say that zenny is pretty much equivalent to yen. So oh, yeah. if we do the math on that, 500,000 zenny is approximately $5,000. It's not very much. So, but there's another theory, and it says that yenny, and I don't remember the, um, the Reddit user who threw this up but they said that yeah zenny is actually pre-japanese currency like before yen oh okay before yeah okay. they had a currency called zenny didn't know that neither did i i don't know how factual that is feel free to tell me if i'm wrong who knows what happens on reddit but yeah because i um we find out however the prize money goes later but yeah it's all apparently only like five thousand dollars so that's not a lot of money. It's not that much. But I mean, again, we would also have to look at like exchange rates. Like, we, if we really want to do this, we'd look at exchange rates going back to like in the eighties. Yeah, because we would assume they would make it to be in comparison to how much a, a dollar was worth in the eighties. Yeah. So I mean, if you think about that, like it equates to like about fifty grand today, probably. I would assume, which yeah. Sucks. I mean, cool. That's that's a that's enough money to change your life. Yeah, but I would like, say so. All right, let me get back to I don't know. To be the strongest fighter in the world, I think you should get more than. Well, and they and they that. they do end up showing that um, the prize money gets bigger eventually, but they also have a little thing with Yamcha. Yamcha wants to fight Goku again, but not in the elimination round because they only get a minute. Right. And then you just kind of get introduced to the semifinalists little by little. Mm-hmm. You got Ran Fan, Nam, Jackie Chun, and uh, Victorian. 
Bacterian and the dinosaur dude. Oh yeah, um, Gearin. Gearin, yeah. which is silly, since in Super we get a like the all powerful Gearin. Mm, mm. But true. Um, um, yeah. I just want to make a note that in that episode, um, I got hit with a huge um, piece of nostalgia when there's like. They're getting ready to start the semifinals, and there's like two monks, and one looks at the other, and he goes, "I just love fighting," because <laughs> that's like straight from like a tsunami commercial. I know it was, or yeah, like they were like five o'clock, Dragon Ball, and then they would like cut to that. I just scene. love fighting. Yeah, and I oh tsunami. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that was awesome. Like it just hit because yeah. it kind of feels like we're watching tsunami in a way because yeah. it's like every day. We get an episode in. No, it's great. All we're missing is just the little advertisements. Yeah, we just need the little um, the CGI, a little blue guy. Yeah. To to rate music videos and Tom. video games. Is that what was his name? Tom. Tom. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. Tom. You you know the, the, going into this next episode, my nostalgia hit when I saw the announcer. Yeah. The announcer that stays through through Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I think he's in Super, maybe something. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, maybe not. But I um, love the announcer. Yeah, the, the announcer is great, great man. The announcer he's, he's just a silly guy who loves his job. S tier character. S tier man. Um so we I think we should we should talk about um who's fighting who. So we yeah. have we have eight people. We have Krillin fighting Bacterian. Mm-hmm. And then we Yamcha have... Yamcha versus Jackie Chun. Yep. And then Nam versus Ranfan and Goku versus Giren. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, I, you get this. I, I love how they kick the semifinals off with the silliest match you could do. Oh, with the Bacterian. Yeah. Bacterian, who is, for people who haven't seen the show, a guy who has literally never bathed the day in his life. Yes, and, and he's, he's very large. Yeah, he's a big dude. He he's very he's he's uh, you know he he's got some 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 roles. I he's think. the dude you avoid in Walmart at three a.m. Yeah, you we, know we've we, all seen him. We all know a bacteria. Yeah, I think. Yep. We all know you know he's that guy that you just kind of his you don't get too close because you'll smell him. And I think that the attacks that he uses are silly. It's a silly silly guy. The smelly finger attack is funny. Yeah, he's fighting Krillin, and he literally just, like, sticks his hand in his pants. Yeah. And just feels around, and then just, like, throws the odor at Krillin. <laughs> and, like, that's enough to, like, knock him out. Also, I gotta say, how did they not notice him in the elimination round? Because wouldn't he stink up that whole room? You know, you would think so. <laughs> I, uh... I just love how at the very end of it, it's like, like Krillin's getting his ass beat, and then you see our Goku, and he's like, Krillin, Krillin, you don't have a nose. Krillin's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. I don't have a nose. <laughs> and that's and that's all it was. That's Dragon Ball in a nutshell, really. Like, it's it's fighting, it's action, but it's also, like, comedy. Yeah, just almost like the slapstick style. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it was pretty silly. Um, and then... Like, how does this man just not have a nose? Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be hard? Wouldn't he be mouth-breathing all the time? Well, I also think it's funny that that's, like, the only time that, that's, that that gets brought up. Yeah. In, like, the entirety of the show. Like, that's a serious medical condition. And, like, the only time it's brought up is in that specific scenario. Yeah, you would think if 
if I met someone without a nose, I'd probably notice it right away. Yeah. Right? Like it's Voldemort looking motherfucker. It's not like it's not subtle to not have a nose. Well, and I mean I'm just thinking like you're a nurse. Like right. I'm thinking of all the medical like dude, your allergies, like what do you even do about that? Seasonal allergies gotta be a bitch with no nose, man. Yeah. Just drain. Yeah. It turns out Krillin has a serious disability. Yeah. So he should get some money from the government get, for that. He gets uh to park in the handicap <laughs> when he's older. <laughs> he gets he gets a nice sticker. Um, so you get the silly episode and then you go from the silliest episode to, to Nam, who's just stoic. He's very serious. He needs water. He needs it now, man. Yeah. And, and his brother is haunting his dreams. Yes. Is that before, um, Yamcha and Jackie Chan? Oh yeah, I guess Yamcha and Jackie Chan is the second one, isn't it? Yeah. That one, that, you know, that one goes so quick. It does go very quick, you know, and and it and it kind of just sets the tone for Yamcha just always being, you know, not even second best, but he's just a loser. You're just a loser, buddy. He's just a, he just loses. That's what he does. does. That's what he does. So, and then that's where we really get introduced to Jackie Chan, who you, as a viewer, you know very early on that it is Master Roshi, mm-hmm. but. Just because he like laughs the same, he has the same like he's a perv like Master Roshi. Yeah, but it's not it's not subtle. No, the way they disguise him at all. Um, but nobody else knows in the show. Nor nor do you know his reasoning for entering the tournament. Right. So Master Roshi is in the tournament in disguise, and he fights Yamcha, and he. I mean, I use the term fight lightly. It was more just like. It was Jackie Chun evading Yamcha's moves, telling him that he's not a bad fighter, basically, mm-hmm. and just got bad luck, and then uses, uh... He just uses, like, some little key thing. And well, just... I love, I love what he... Here, like, cool off with this refreshing winter breeze, and yeah. it's just this, like, cold... He throws wind at him. Yeah. Cold wind, and he's an airbender. Yep. And uh, knocks him out of the ring. And so uh, Jackie Chan advances, or Master Roshi advances, and he's going to fight Krillin in in the quarterfinals. And then also, Krillin also gets shafted pretty hard with, uh, is that a hairless cat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. um, So we got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. More on that later, hairless cats. We'll come back to that. Um, you do see Wolf Fang Fist. It does nothing as usual. Has it ever like won against anything except for dogs? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, he hit he hit Goku with it once, I think. Yeah. But um, you see the first. Goku was hungry. <laughs> yeah. But Goku was hungry mm-hmm. as usual. Um, and then you also see the first uh, mind reading. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Master Roshi slash Jackie Chan can read um, people's minds, so he has that. Um, kind of gives you a little like foresight into like this guy's got like some real like m- techniques that hopefully we'll get to see, and we do see. And um, you still, we still have found out how old Master Roshi is yet, have we? I mean, they touch on how old he is when they. Um, we know he drank from a fountain of eternal youth. Yeah, so I, I believe he's over three hundred years old. I just don't know if it's said yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, but I don't but he's over. Know. He's well over. I believe he's well over three hundred years old. He is old. He is old. He's like um, Gandalf kind of. He's yeah, very old. 
Um, so then you get <laughs> then you get another like super serious character. Nam, you learn his backstory. His village is dying basically without yeah, there's, water, there's so he drum. has to win to get water. And then he fights a porn star essentially, or a stripper. She's uh, she uses her um, her beauty to manipulate the situation and to catch people, maybe lower people's guard, and then she, which, I, you know, I call her, her a stripper, but can't really blame her. No, and, I, and, it, and it almost works. It almost works. You know, you you, you think about if Jackie Chung would have been in that ring. Jack, he would have lost. It could have been a he whole, would have lost. A whole other thing. Yep, yep. But um, doesn't work on them. You know, he reorients. He slaps his dick. He's like, let's get it together. Yeah. And he wins. So uh, that kind of leads us into what I would assume most people have been waiting for, which is Goku's mm -hmm. fight with a monster. Right. But, you know, before, before we get into that, I just want to say, like, this is the only fight where we have two characters that, as the viewer, like, we don't really care about. Like, we don't know who they are beforehand. Yeah, and, and, they, really, and they really do give it a whole fight, which is rare. I had a hard time really caring, to be honest with you. You know, but, but you also have to think about the fact that... Um, like I Nam felt, I felt back. for Nam. I felt for him. Yeah, but that's the thing. Nam, Nam. This isn't Nam's only appearance. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. it's Rampan's only appearance. But but yeah, you're right. This is the one fight that I was like, all right, yeah, he needs some water. That's cool. Like, yeah, it was kind of like probably some way that he'll get it. You know, if if Nam didn't come back in a later part of the show, I don't I remember. I don't remember that he comes. Oh, back. Oh, he does. So. Here's another part in the show where he's in. Um. But if he wasn't in there, I would have said, you know, it's not even worth watching the episode. That's yeah, kind of yeah. where I'm at with it. So Nam wins. And now we have Goku versus Giren. And Giren is like a... Um, dragon? He, yeah, he's like a dragon. He looks like a... It's a flying lizard. He looks like a RPG boss. Yeah. In like a like a cave or something. He, he's a boss. For yeah, sure. most definitely. He's got wings and a big tail and... Oh, and all, yeah, and so Goku, Goku and Giren are getting ready to fight. While this is happening, Yamcha has also realized that Jackie Chun is Master Roshi. Yes, and the match. Yeah, he's now trying to figure out a way to prove it. Mm -hmm. And um, Goku also, at some point says it smells like Master Roshi around here. Yeah. And so that's another hint that gets dropped. Krillin wouldn't know, though. No, no, Krillin doesn't have that sense of smell. He doesn't have Krillin's that. pretty oblivious to it the yeah. whole time, yeah, yeah. you know. And then Goku and Giren's match gets rained out, which is yes. where we get that fun. So they have to postpone. Yeah, well, they, they the announcer postpones because of the people. Because people don't want to stand the rain, not right, because right, of the fire, right, right. just to be clear. True. And, and then um, they do fight. Well, the Orin Temple guys are in the saloon. Yeah, the, bull, the bullies come back. Because they're like, all right, we're, we're postponed. Everyone's going to go to the bar and wait, basically, is what's happening. Everybody, every all the fighters go to the bar to wait out the ring. Mm -hmm. And so the, the Orin Temple bullies are there. Um, Giren shows up in a cool hat and coat. Yeah, and I just want to say the Orin the Orin Temple guys are super douches to Giren and yeah, the they, balls on those dudes. What 
is it is it bravery or is it stupidity? I think it was. I think it was intoxication. <laughs> yeah, they were you probably know, drunk. You know, but they, they don't. I love uh, Gary. He says, "I'll have a milk, please." Yeah, and then the guy gets him like a big giant ass glass of milk, and then does like a cool spin move. And I I want to say, well, I guess his coat stays on, but a quick spin move, he knocks out all the orange dudes. Chugs his glass of milk and then's ready to fight Goku right there in the saloon. Well, well, they're like making fun of them for drinking milk, but it's like, if I was like about to have to fight in this huge tournament, I'm not drinking a beer. Like, I probably, I don't think I would get a milk. No, but I wouldn't have an milk. alcoholic beverage. Milk yeah, milk seems a wee bit milk, heavy. Milk I is, fight. yeah, yeah. You know, I, let's just agree they're both equally bad to drink before they're, a fight for for different reasons. For different reasons, sure, yeah. Fair enough, but. Um, they do get ready to square up in the saloon. Yeah. But Jackie Chun points out to Gear and they'll lose the prize money if he fights Goku now. Right. And so that brings us to the actual fight, which is where we see our first real use of, um, you know, uh, a key based attack, but it's, mm. but it's a substance. It's, you know, it's, it's not an energy attack. So we see Mary go around gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, Gear and hawks a loogie at goku and it's this like binding like rubbery gel thing that restrains him so like he can't move if you've seen uh hunter hunter it's similar to uh hisuka's stuff he uses rap what like from pokemon oh, fuck off yeah. he uses rap he's a pretty Pokemon. much yeah and then and then he uh, just goes and picks goku up and just throws him out of the ring to where Goku cheats, and I, I'm standing by this one. He should have been disqualified for using that Nimbus. For using the Nimbus That's some bullshit. It's not part of the natural environment, and the judge was dumb. But I honestly agree. But also, I think Garen shouldn't be able to use rap either. That that should probably be banned. Like you can't like. It's a natural substance that comes from his body, though, and that's that they've always said they allow. Do I think it's overpowered? Yeah, but that's the kind of you know if it comes from your body, then that's kind of the name of the game. Yeah, but it's like it just it just it's cheap. It's super cheap, it's but it just means cheap. that if you want, but also like, you can cheese uh, your way through the tournament with that. Yeah, but right? but I mean, how like everyone's already everyone already sees your merry-go-round gum in the first round. It's not going to work for you in the second round. I guess. I mean, unless you get super lucky or your opponent's just real dumb. And, I mean, as we see, it's really not that overpowered because Goku, ends Goku up just, just screams really loud after getting back he, in. He is able to break free. Yeah. And the judge rules that he could use the Nimbus Cloud that time, but he can't use it again. Yeah. So, um, after Goku breaks the merry-go-round gum... Um, Garen just forfeits. Yeah, oh, and Goku's tail grows back, too, before yes. he breaks out of that. I just should bring that back. And they do do a little foreshadowing, because you see Bulma and the rest of the gang kind of freak out. They're, they're like, his tail grew back! They're like, uh, shit. And Krillin's like, what a weird guy. Why does he have a tail? Yeah, yeah. So Krillin's just like, it's fucking dude. Yeah. So then we kind of move forward. We get into the semifinals. And before we get into the semifinals, they bring everyone. They bring the well, They bring Goku and Krillin out. Mm -hmm. And are just kind of talking to them about, um, you know, how how young they are. They tell the announcer that they've been trained by Master Roshi, mm -hmm. to which he makes huge fucking deal of it, reinforcing the idea that Master Roshi is like one of the greatest. He's pretty famous. Yeah, he's, famous. He's, he's very famous. Like people know that he is. Yeah. If you're a pupil of 
Master Roshi yeah. is the yeah, like you're not like you're no slouch. And so he so the announcer's like, that explains why they got in. Yeah. And um that's when we finally learn ages. So um yeah. Goku is twelve, Krillin yeah. is thirteen. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, yep, yep. Um you also see before um the match Yamcha <laughs> confronts Jackie Chan about being um Master Roshi, he explains it some stupid way. I remember I wasn't satisfied. The how Jackie Chan explains how, how he's, he's, how he's not Master, Master Roshi. Yeah, I don't really remember exactly, but he like grabs his hair even because he's like got a, he's got like a wig on and he like grabs his hair to like pull it off. And uh Jackie Chan gets real pissed about that. Yeah. Uh, as, as he should. Yeah, yeah. If someone pulled my hair, yeah, there's that's fight. That's Jack- fight on side. Okay, Yamcha. Jackie Chun is better than you. Master Roshi, he's stronger than you. He's smarter than you. He's clearly doing this. He has a reason yeah. for doing this. Stop trying to ruin it. Yeah. Like, stop being Yamcha. Um, <laughs> we are, yeah, we can all agree that we really wish Jackie Chun did not rap. Jackie Chun did rap in this episode. Yep. And it was terrible. It was not good. The women, or the, these ladies also, these ladies gonna love me because I am so studly. Also, I gotta say, like, this episode, this arc took place in September of 2001, which I think we've been through enough <laughs> as a country. Like, that was a hard month. And now we have to listen to. Jackie Chan <laughs> on top of it. That's like, funny. We've been like Toriyama. Come on, man. Like we're hurting right now. Um. That but aside, anyway. the terrorist attack aside, um, we do see the second match or the first match of the semifinals between Krillin and Jackie Chan, and you know you gotta feel for Krillin in this tournament. Because, you know, he got stuck with Bacterium. Yep. Um, which was just shitty. And Literally. Then, on top of that, then he has to go up against the fucking old dude with, with seemingly endless number of tricks. That is actually his teacher. Yeah, he has to fight his his uh, his sensei. And so... He is the grasshopper. As one would expect, Krillin kind of gets his ass kicked until he kind of throws out this uh, magazine or underwear. Is it underwear? Underwear. And uh to distract. Him. Yeah, Jackie Chun leaps forward and Krillin just fucking nails him on the face, yeah. sends him clear out of the ring, and that's when you're like, no shit. Like, yeah, you think, you think he might win it. And then uh, even though it was cheap. Yeah, it was and, cheap. And but, it was in it was not a natural part of the environment. And it should disqualify him. Uh, technically, yeah. But um it's it equates to a weapon. It re- Yeah, you're not wrong. But that's when you see the Kamehameha from Jackie Chan, and if you had any doubt at this point that it was Master Roshi as a viewer, then then now it's confirmed. But he gets back to the ring, which causes a ton of questions. Yeah, he uses the Kamehameha wave to propel himself like a rocket and put land back on the stage. Which is genius. And And probably did a lot of property damage. Oh, like just Just for this fight, like... Well, again, we haven't again, even gotten to the property damage yet. Again, Master Roshi's methods. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> he could have killed someone with that blast. Um, 
after that, it's pretty much over. And um, mm-hmm. Jackie Chun uses an after image technique. That's I think that's important to mention. That's how he wins the fight. Yep, he doesn't yep. after he doesn't after image. And then um, he knocks Krillin out with a with a cross chop to the neck. Yep. So um, so Krillin is he's out. So yeah. now it's Jackie Chun versus either Nam or Goku. So yeah. They're about to fight. And so then, you know, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, then we're going into the Nam and Goku fight and, you know, again, this is another fight that I was just like, you know, Goku's going to win. He has to, you do. And so it was kind of a throwaway fight for me personally. I agree. I mean, cause you, as a viewer, you know, he's going to win, Yeah. but it does make you kind of feel for Nam and you think maybe he's more important. Of a I just got sick of seeing his little brother showing me a fucking carrot. Oh yeah. And little, I get uh, it. You get like a starving Marvin from yeah, Joe Park like, in his, in his uh, desert, his hot desert. They have no water, no food. So that's uh, kind of where we're at. Um, Goku um, defeats Nam. I think it's just worth mentioning that he uses an after image to do it. Um, not just an after image, a double after image, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. Um, I think that was against Jackie Chun. Oh no, it's trip. Oh yeah, it is against Jackie Chun. All right. Well, anyway, so he does the after image against Nam, reinforcing that he didn't learn any technique. Yeah, because he's never seen it. He only saw it just just literally. that when Jackie Chun did it just yeah. earlier, so he can see it, and then he's like, I can do that. So he just does it. And so, long story short, uh, honestly, Nam, Nam get, loses. Nam loses, and then we're preparing for the finals. Master Roshi, just, this is just worth mentioning real quick, Master Roshi gives Nam a dino cap that is basically just a giant reservoir of water, and then tells him that basically water is free here, you can take as much as you want, you didn't have to do this fucking tournament anyways, and you're an idiot. How, I gotta say, how did Nam not he could get free water. You know, I'm wondering that myself. How did he get that far? Has he been in the city the whole time not drinking water? Because, <laughs> like, has he not has he not been hydrated this entire thing because he didn't want to pay for it? I don't understand. I like, don't get it. Did he never wash his hands yeah. like, after using the bathroom? Well, um... I don't want to pay for that. <laughs> anyways, um, so yeah, that... But he also, he also explains to him that he is Master Roshi and yes. then... And why. Yeah, it. we finally get why Master Roshi is doing this, which is uh, you. Yeah, he's he's doing it because he wants he wants to make sure that Goku and Krillin lose because if they win, they might get bored of fighting and not want to continue on. But if they lose, they will see that there's people stronger than them and they'll want to keep training. Um, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty honorable move. Yeah, you know, it's it's a great. You know, uh, it, it reinforces that Master Roshi is, is pervy, he can be gross, he's very you know short-sighted, but he does care about his students in the long term. He and, does. And he will do anything to ensure that his students grow up with the right values, the right morals, and a right sense of character. And also, he can't just enter the tournament as Master Roshi because then they would not maybe fight Krillin or Goku might hold back because they don't want to hurt their mask. Or they could or they could get in their head and not fight you know, right. to their full potential. Right. So it, it's it's cool. It um, makes sense that he did it the way he did it. And then he also has Nam put on 
um, like oh, a little mess. Master Roshi beard mustache combo to put me, to put Yamcha's line to the ease. So Yamcha finally Yamcha dies. sees fake Master Roshi in the crowd. And he's like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, Jackie Chan is a real guy. So we got the the fight. The yeah. fight we've all been waiting the for. The big fight. The, the one that's been, you know, whole tournament leads up to this. I just want to throw another thing out here as this this fight starts. Toriyama never fixed the ring in the art. So oh, any yeah. damage that's done to the ring before the finals and during the finals completely stays like that, which I think is a testament because this whole part, this whole first part of Dragon Ball is hand-drawn. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I thought it was really, you know, just speaks really well to, you know. More of that continuity. Yeah, the, atten- that, the attention to detail that you don't, that you don't get in, you know, American cartoons at this time. Sure. You know? Yep, yep. So I think, I think we all knew that Jackie Chan was going to fight Goku at the end. Yeah, you know. The, We've been waiting for it. Yeah, and this wasn't a surprise to anybody, but it was. You Still know, awesome. Yeah, the buildup was great. You get to see Jackie Chan just pull out this grab bag. Of techniques and and it you know reinforcing how old he is and how much of like how he is a master of martial arts. So yeah, we got he does a lot of cool moves. Hypnotism. He uses the sleepy boy technique, um, which Goku gets woken up out of because of Bulma. Yes, um, that actually comes up a lot. Bulma and the gang are pretty much heckling the entirety. Oh, yeah, mash. Yeah, yeah, they're heckling uh, Master Roshi the whole time. And then you <laughs> uses Super Saiyan hands. Yes, he uses Super Saiyan hands. Um, it's called the Lightning Surprise Attack, and yeah. it is the first and only time, to my knowledge, that we see it. We might see it in Super, actually. Now that I think about it, I don't know. Yeah, because I haven't seen Super. Actually, I'm like ninety percent sure we see it in Super. Now. But he uh, he used it on Grandpa Gohan at one point, and he just basically like runs a bunch of electricity through his hands and paralyzes him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only problem is that Master Roshi can't do anything. Yeah. While he's saying it, and he does make a mention that Goku withstands it even longer than his grandfather did, mm-hmm. which is where we get a little glance at the full moon. Yeah, so this fight, all these fights have been going on through one continuous day. So mm-hmm. at this point, it's like late evening, the moon is up, and it's full, and Goku's got his tail back. So he is uh, about to give about up. To give he's up, about yeah. to say, I, I submit. Gets, I, I give, I think. Or... Yeah, he's like about to, he's about to give up. Um, and then he looks at that moon, and... We have the same the same thing happens again as in the Pilaf saga. The difference in this one being that uh, you know Roshi kind of looks around and looks at what Goku's doing and is like, "All right, well, guess we got to do something here." And decides, and then you get to see bulky Master Roshi. Yeah, so you get you get Great Ape Goku versus Max Power Roshi, Roshi. which is pretty sweet. Yeah, and so and so then you see this the big climactic scene. He's charging up full power Kamehameha, and I know I put this in the group chat too, but it always irritates me that like Krillin's yelling and like, don't do that, and Yamcha's the only one that runs at Master Roshi (laughs) to try and stop him. Everyone else kind of just freezes in place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, um... So, so, it looks like um, Master Roshi is going to kill Goku, right? That's kind of what we're led to believe. And, and the, the final thing of it is Master Roshi firing Kamehameha at Goku, and it looks like he's dead. And yeah. that's where we end 
that episode. Yeah. And then Cliffhanger. Going into the final episode of this arc, you know, it we go in to see that something absolutely worse has happened. Yeah. Master Oshi has blown up the moon mm-hmm. completely fucking up our oceans. Yeah. yeah. So I don't remember like exactly what would happen if the moon got destroyed, but I'm pretty sure the death toll would be in millions. From the tides. Yeah, yeah. from the tides and everything like that. So Master Oshi just basically committed like he, mass murder. He actually probably did more damage by blowing up the moon than oh, if yeah. he had just let Big Monkey run uh, for a little while. Oh yeah, most definitely. But uh, anyway, Master Roshi blows up the moon, and Goku turns back to his <laughs> head. He is naked. Krillin gives him his clothes. We also, you also have it in a note here that uh, Monster Carrot. You know. We, oh yeah. We forget that so easily that Monster Carrot was on the moon. So that means that Monster Carrot is now dead. Yeah. So that being said, going back into our last episode where we talked so much about Monster Carrot and mm. he could have ever come back, I don't think there was a wish that would have brought him back. No, I don't think so. I think Mon- Monster Carrot is dead and gone. Mm-hmm. So that kind of settles that argument from last, Monster, from last episode. Monster Carrot, man. Um, so he's he's dead now. And then um, we really, and then you know, we Goku gets up. He's naked. Krillin yep. gives him his clothes, and then you get just a real bare knuckle martial arts brawl. Yeah, we get we get a, a fairly common trope, which is like, oh, we're both so tired. We both are just gonna let's just we're just gonna just do some classic fighting, like no energy attacks. We're just gonna punch and kick because we're too tired. We're out of energy. Uh, Master Roshi tries to do a Kamehameha, but it's just like a little, it's like a little dust cloud. Goku does the same. Yep, yep. And then um, Master Roshi, you kind of see the idea form because he's trying to figure out a way to end it. And he's like, he's just stubby legs. So then he asks Goku if he wants to do one final charge Mm -hmm. to end the whole thing off. And uh, you see the charge happen, the clash, the fall, and... uh, Announcer starts counting whoever mm-hmm. whoever gets up, and he gets the ten, and so then we're all kind of confused, and the announcer looks at the dog behind him, which I'm going to bring this up. Um, a lot of elected officials or like of officiants or like referees mm-hmm. or presidents mm-hmm. in this show are dogs. Yeah, and I just want to throw that out there. I think it's weird. That all the elected officials are canines. Yeah, I don't really know why or what it means. But they're not really anywhere else right, in the though. show. They're just in. They're just in positions of power. Yeah. Well, except for Chu. Right? Is that his name? The little Chu. Uh, it's Chu, and Chew. he's not a dog. He's a. I think he's a fox. I thought he was. Chu was a fox. I was pretty sure he was a dog. I know. I thought he was a dog too, but I want to say he's a fox. Oh. Someone can tell me if I'm wrong. Ian Ellison, tell me if he's a fox or a dog. Um. But anyway. Um. So, Goku loses, right? Well, it, it goes to whoever can stand up first, and this is another controversy that I see, because the announcer says the first person to stand up and say they're the world champion wins. Mm-hmm. Goku gets up first, and he says, I am the world champion, and then falls down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? He got out, I, I am the world champ. Like, you really had to make him mm-hmm. add that. And he even said, the announcer even says, Ooh, a mere syllable away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Roshi gets up and you think he's going to fall and he gets the, I'm the world champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, Goku loses. 
And uh, I don't know about everyone else, but my first time watching it, I was, you know, it was, it was a big letdown. Like you, you were prepared. And at least I was like first watching it for the first time. I was prepared for Goku to win. You think as a viewer that he will win? Yeah, yeah you know, because he's he's basically conquered he, every yeah, single he has never thrown at him so far. Right, he is he has yet to lose. So mm-hmm. why would you think he would not? So this is the first time that you see that you know Goku does have a limit. Yeah. So so he uh, loses, and um, Master Roshi gets the prize money. And um, also, I just want to uh, two things. For one, the fight, it was, they did say it was over four hours long. Oh, yeah. I just think it's pretty cool. It's a long fight. And also, when they uh, finally announced the, that Jackie Chun has won, you see people like celebrating and throwing hats in the air. And I just want to throw out there, there's one lone baby. A baby. Yes, being I saw thrown a baby. in the air. Yes, yeah, with hats. Like, like high as shit. Somebody's throwing a baby. Yeah, throwing a baby. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and so. And then yeah. Goku, you know, Master, and at the end, Master Roshi's plan works exactly what it was supposed, how it was supposed to. He shows yeah. back up. Goku says, "I'm going to train every day until I'm as strong yeah. as Jackie." He's Chan. like, "I want a rematch. Yeah, I'm going to train until I'm stronger than you." Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he cha- He pulls the wig off of his head. Um, they go out to dinner. Goku eats. Okay, this is where this is what got me into this Zenny thing that we brought oh, yeah, up yeah. earlier. So if the prize money was 500,000 zenny, and if we say that zenny is, a, we'll just say that zenny is similar to yen and mm-hmm. for this specific equation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that it would probably be about $5,000 and the bill was 47,000 zenny. So that means that each meal, if I did my math correct, was about 7460 And for some reason that doesn't add up to me unless they're eating at like the nicest restaurant ever. Yeah. Um, well, Goku eats like over 50 bowls. Goku eats 57 meals by himself, and then there's five others with them. Right. So, and then I think. The prayer pushed 70 bowls. Well, I think, I think that we, I think we rounded it to 65. Okay. And yeah. it was like 72, but just for, you know, precision's sake, I did it for 63, and it was 74, 60 a meal, and that just seems wrong to me. So I'm thinking maybe yeah. the conversion rate for the Zen EDN. Is wrong if someone wants to look up what the currency exchange was in 1980. Mm-hmm. This is gonna bug me until I figure it out. Yeah, I'll have to crunch some numbers or something. Yeah, Do so a lot of research. But um, this arc really wraps up pretty nicely. You know, there's not really. Yeah, so the arc kind of ends, and go, uh, Master Roshi has to spend all his prize money on dinner, which is kind of fun. Um, and then we don't really know what's going to happen next. Yeah, they don't leave you. They don't any. like give a little hint. Like this is like in the last one, they were like, "I'm going to go train with Master Roshi." Uh, we don't get that in this one, so we don't know where he's where we're going. And that's fine. So um, yeah, well, we'll see y'all in a couple weeks when we cover our next saga. Yep. Um, just want to say again, you can look at the episodes that we're going to watch on the. Uh, linktr.ee slash the GFP because um, we're going to skip some episodes because there's some filler um, in this one. Um, episodes, we're doing 29 through 44, Red Ribbon Army Saga, um, but 30 through 33 are filler. So we're going to go from 29 straight to 34 and then we're going to go through. So um, I'm guessing that'll take, we'll probably do two weeks and we'll be back with another one. Um, thanks for listening. Um, 
and we will see you all soon. Right? Anything else to add? Are we taking bets on if we're going to see Goku nude in the next saga? Or art? Um, <laughs> I think we probably will. Just see, we see his, we see him naked a lot. Yeah, you know, we've seen a lot of anime wiener in this show so far. We have, we have. Um, I think we've probably had enough, but we'll, there's, there's, I'm sure they'll talk um, some more. I'm out. sure there's more to come. So, all right, for more horny bonks. All right, we're Alex, uh, John, and Connor. We're wrapping up episode two. Thanks for listening. See you later. Hey guys, just real quick before we go. Um, it's just me, Alex. Just wanted to, uh, before I upload, just just say thanks to, to everybody who's uh, listened. Um, there's not very many of you, but we definitely appreciate it. Um, part of doing the podcast is you can kind of see where people are listening from. And uh, it's pretty interesting. We've got um, somebody from uh, Texas, uh, Arkansas. We've got uh, someone in Israel, which is super cool. And uh, India, even. So um, if, those, if that is you, thanks so much. Um, tell your friends um, so we can continue to grow. So we just really appreciate it. Um, thanks, guys. We'll see you for the next one.